This is Marco Reus. This is Shinji Kagawa. This is Nuri Shahin. Hello, this is Jaden Sancho. And you're listening to the Yellow Wall Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 360 of the Yellow Wall Pod. I'm your host Stefan Botsko and this is an emergency podcast because today, February 15th, multiple outlets in Germany reported that Borussia Mönchengladbach coach Marco Rose has made up his mind and will leave the falls at the end of the season. Later in the afternoon, Gladbach confirmed the reports that Rose indeed will join Borussia Dortmund at the start of next season. So that's what we're here to discuss. Is he the right man? for the black and yellows, for all that and more, joins me, my fellow compatriot Lars Pollmann. Hello Lars, how are you doing? Hello Stefan, thanks for confirming that we are indeed both German. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also here, uh, we have a special guest for this show. Uh, she is a football writer and consultant, Jasmine Barber. Hello, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you for having me. How are you doing? I'm tired. I think everyone is in this podcast right now. Um, I'm football fatigued and today's news has made me even more tired. I think you feel quite similar to I, but you know, we roll on. Yes. So uh, I'm I'm at liberty to disclose that you are indeed a Borussia Mönchengladbach fan since uh, you write that yourself on Twitter. Um, so... <laughs> First things first, how did this news hit you today? I mean, it's sort of a poorly kept secret thus far. Um, how do you perceive that decision of Rose to, to leave Gladbach after, like, was it two years, one and a half-ish? Yeah, around that amount of time. I can't remember the exact time, actually. But I feel, I think everyone's a, a little bit shocked at the timing. I think they were kind of caught off guard. Um I think there was slight, in the last week or so, I think people started to think it was going to happen. I didn't think it was going to happen. I thought Rosa was actually the least likely out of the candidates to join from what I had heard from uh, Favre first got sacked. Um, but the last week, it looked like there was more tension at Gladbach. Uh, Marco Rosa's kind of stare down at the Sky reporter before the game at Cone kind of suggested something more was at play and they couldn't have left it go on as it was with all the questions and the cloud of uncertainty kind of over everyone's heads and today we actually got confirmation so yeah a little bit surprised but I'm just glad we have certainty yeah and I, I personally am actually excited for Gladbach. Uh, not that they're losing Marco Rose, but uh, <laughs> there are very uh, uh, th there are a lot of names out there uh, that I think are interesting, like Jesse March or maybe Ten Hag. I don't know if they are realistic gets, but uh, at least uh, I think that Gladbach are in a position to get a good replacement for him. However, Lars, um, <laughs> my first question actually comes from my wife. <laughs> Christina wants to know why Rose <laughs> would want to go to the shit show that is Borussia Dortmund. Uh, 
your wife is very wise, Stefan, but you knew that already. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know she, she married, married you. me, so... Yeah, yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, I mean, it is a good question, considering the state of Dortmund this season, and also the state of Gladbach, I would say, since he's joined, since, uh, seeing as uh, he's made steady improvements there, and, you know, reached a lot of goals that, you know, Dortmund... Uh, would be happy with as well. I think um, making it out of that Champions League group was kind of the perfect like cover letter for Dortmund, if you like, uh, and, and also obviously beating them in the, in the last Bundesliga meeting as well. Um, I think <laughs> I think it's just that Dortmund are a slight uh, step above Gladbach in terms of you know what he can achieve there in in uh, sporting terms, but also financially. I think we don't need to beat around the bush there. And I think he's the, the kind of guy that seems to me at least that has a fairly clear vision for his own career and the advancements he wants to have. And that's the reason why he, he had a release clause in his uh, Salzburg contract and why he had a release clause in his Gladbach contract. And I think he always joined Gladbach with the view of, uh, you know, that being his entry into the German market or, you know, the the bigger market than Austria, let's put it that way. And, you know, I think he was always likely to uh, leave Gladbach for, you know, a bigger club. I would say that Dortmund are obviously still a bigger club than Gladbach, but I do think there's uh, going to be some second guessing if Gladbach, for example, beat Dortmund in the uh, cup or managed to end up higher in the Bundesliga table come the end of the season. So <laughs> it's certainly a bit of a risk he's taking, uh, because he might look a bit silly, but uh, overall, I think Dortmund do constitute like a like an advancement on the career ladder, if you like. So I can understand why, even if right now Dortmund don't look too appealing, uh, he still made that choice. Yeah, so Borussia Dortmund right now are a club that uh, is desperately trying to look for long-term sustainability and stability. Just mean a few... Uh look at Marco Rose's tenure at Gladbach, also the way he left now. Um, is this someone who you would recommend to a club that's looking for these things? I think it depends on what Dortmund are trying to achieve. I'm a little bit at, I'm a little bit at war with Dortmund and what they are trying to achieve. They always seem to be looking for a Jurgen Klopp hole that they're trying to fill and they never quite find it. <laughs> Hence all of their management kind of issues that they've had over the since Klopp's left, basically. But I think the closest they got to someone being a world-class manager for them was in Thomas Tuchel. And um, also the... I think the last person they actually won something with. And I'm trying to see what Dortmund actually want. Do they actually want to challenge Bayern like they did before? Or do they want to be a, you know, European club, but never really try for anything, never really excite and end up the same way, selling their best players qualifying and all right not winning anything but just maybe just being in the mix with everyone else and if they're trying to actually compete with Bayern 
I struggle seeing Rose Doza as a long-term replacement. I unfortunately think it might go <laughs> the way of their other managers another one, two years just achieving what they can. But what's funny about this one is that Dortmund, there's a realistic chance that they don't get any European places. Then we have to see what Rose does with what he has. And they won't be able to entice the players that they once would in the Champions League places. So for me, I just, it's... Something doesn't stick right with me in the appointment so far. And I think I I was worried about being overly critical, but I feel that there's a tactical um, and style and philosophy issue with this appointment too. Yeah, let's talk about this uh, quickly because <laughs> uh, I've... I, I tried to look for uh, Marco Rose describing his tactics in his own words. And there was uh, an interview on the Aktuelle Sportstudio uh, at the beginning of his uh, Gladbach tenure. And he, sta he said, I stand for proactive football in all phases of the game. In possession, I want to quickly create as many chances as possible. I want to quickly progress the ball via positional play. If my team loses the ball, I want to regain possession as quickly as possible. Then we need to make the right decision to either transition in a fast pace or to calmly remain in position in order to catch our breath. So obviously that was a, um, you know, I guess a very gen general summary for a layman's person. Uh, Jasmine, has he achieved what he sort of promised Gladbach fans in the tenure uh, at Gladbach in, in the time? Would you say that uh, his whatever philosophy um worked out and uh, whether uh, he could convey it and if so how does it look like so feel free to take as much time as possible you need to, to answer all these questions <laughs> um tactically i guess he he did bring some of that to Gladbach for sure and he's been blessed with quite fast transitioning players especially in attack and we've seen the likes of Alessane Player, Marcus Turam, Florian Neuhaus really really come into their own play good attacking football um bum up the pitch as quick as lightning even the likes of Denis Zakaria getting involved and last season before the Covid break the Covid suspension even we saw quite a quite a pragmatic approach from them where they could even sit back, not play well and win games. And I think the 2-1 against Bayern really sticks into my head um, before the COVID suspension and how good they could be under Rose's management. However, there are flaws to his philosophy and... One of the biggest flaws is that he hasn't proven that his teams can create anything out of possession. And that's a long going thing that was under Salzburg, that was under Gladbach too. And so we've got many years with this floor under him. And what's worse about this floor is he's joining a team where they seem to have the same weakness. <laughs> And he hasn't done anything to 
fix that weakness in him and he shows no sign of improving that weakness and now the one team that he could have joined that suffers from that one thing he's joining and it's gonna be quite telling if he doesn't fix that quickly or he doesn't have it in him to fix that quickly and I think that's one of the problems I have with him joining Dortmund. Dortmund have always been um great in possession team just because of the personnel that they have going up front and attacking but they've always struggled when they have too much of the ball and another team sits back deep against them and Marco Rose has that exact same problem so in that way it's a good fit but in terms of elevating that team I yeah that's that's his one big weakness and I'm not sure how he's going to fix it at Dortmund. Yeah Lars, uh, how do you think his philosophy will fit to Dortmund and uh, I mean I, th I think it wasn't Keka who just uh, basically had a whole piece on Dortmund's identity crisis so um, how do you think he, he fits into that overall picture that Dortmund is? Now obviously we do not know how Dortmund uh going to fare uh, before he takes over because with Edin Terzic they may as well miss out Champions League football and crash out, out of the cup competitions. It's very realistic. I think Dortmund have won one league game in the last six or something like that. So um, is this hire a no-brainer as I think Luca Giel said or uh, do you have uh, your doubt and skepticism like Jasmine has? I mean... Unless you sign like Pep Guardiola or I guess that's it. I mean, you will always have some uh, reservations in one aspect or the other when signing a head coach. Um, I, I do think there's some valid criticism there towards, uh, you know, the inability to create against deep sitting opponents. But I do think that's one of the hardest things uh, in general in football these days. And a lot of coaches have struggled with that. And I mean... For all uh, his struggles with that, he still managed to win the league convincingly in Austria, which obviously isn't a huge deal when you're uh, at Salzburg, but still uh, Jesse March had much higher, bigger issues with that. Uh, and he still managed to qualify Gladbach for the Champions League. And even Dortmund uh, having the same problems, they still under Farfel were uh, convincing second uh, in the league twice. So it's not like it, that's a hugely debilitating issue that prevents you from having any kind of success. So I do believe that the appointment of Rose is not only about, uh, you know, his philosophy on the pitch, uh, bringing in some, you know, Red Bull infused uh, intensity and, and quickness to the game. I think it's more or not more, but it's also about his personality um, his uh, being a more emotional guy on the sidelines. I do think that this stuff matters as we've seen, uh, you know, Farful kind of falling to the wayside a bit because of his uh, apprehensive nature, if you like. And, and I do also think that he's the kind of guy that can energize not only, you know, a fan base, but also a team. I think especially if Dortmund should, should miss out on uh, Champions League football for next season, which I think right now is the uh, more realistic scenario than them making up the ground to Wolfsburg in Frankfurt. Uh, in that case, they need someone who can talk players into his vision of you know what Dortmund could be under him. 
and I think that he, from a personality standpoint, is the kind, uh, the the right kind of guy that they need to, you know, build a new project. However, that looks, you know, uh, there's going to be squad upturn. There's going to be upheaval in in management positions over the next two three years. Talk is going to be gone. Watzke presumably going to leave uh, sooner than later. So uh, he's. A, an important building block in in finding a new identity as we've talked about so often but i do want to caution people into thinking uh, or not thinking that you know this is a quick fix one new head coach and every problem is solved i think he's as i said a building block and and obviously the, the head coach is one of the most important uh personnel at any club but uh dortmund are not one better or good head coach away from being where they should be again Yeah, that was also the sentiment of many of our listeners because I asked whether they are happy with this decision and most said, yeah, maybe, sure, but uh, Dortmund apparently have so many other issues that, uh, you know, de defensive personnel, goalkeepers, etc. Uh, needs to be fixed as well. So um, obviously we don't really know what kind of team Rose will get to work with, um, Yasmin, but uh, if I look at his coaching style, um, Lars just talked about his personality, um, what I see often is a four-four-two in a in a diamond system, but uh, what I do like is his uh, tactical tactical flexibility. Uh, something I feel I've missed a little bit under Favre um, after uh, looking at what what a Thomas Tuchel can do, for example. Um, how would you rate the uh, let's say flexibility? You've already uh, critiqued his uh, um, yeah lack of p possession. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, tactical, yeah, tactical flexibility can be one of his um, advantages. Uh, he's, I think, if they have a good three quarters, let's say Sancho's gone. Okay, you still have Bellingham, Haaland, which he's worked with for yeah, a I little think bit Holland in Salzburg. <laughs> Do you think Harlow? I, do. I don't they know. If Dortmund, if Dortmund do... miss the Champions League, I, I put him on a gone list. Oh, yeah, maybe. I, okay, say Harlow goes, okay, you've still got Bellingham for a bit. I think you've got a really good manager to build uh, that kind of text, uh, tactically aware, but also the he's got a very good style in high intensity pressing, which I think, as you said, it's just lacked, it lacked a little bit under Favre. And it, it's just a bit weird to me, especially from someone who's so trained into Premier League coaching and Premier League managers where we talk about them, like they've just joined straight away in the in the example of Thomas Tuchel under Chelsea, we're waiting another how many months to Rosa to take charge of Dortmund. It's something that I'm still not used to. We're still having to look at what Terzic does with the players for the next couple of months before Rose gets um, a hold of them. But um, depending on what I have seen under Terzic and what Rose will be, um, Yeah, you can expect a lot more tactical flexibility and awareness, a lot more high-intensity pressing, um, more plays with deep runs. And I think that will, whatever plays that you get into Dortmund will bring up from youth, I think that will suit a lot of them. There there are going to be a lot of pros and a lot of cons, but they, at least they will be exciting to 
to watch like they won't they aren't at the moment yeah uh, i i think that's true um <laughs> in in the sense that don't right now are definitely not very exciting to watch um i find it i find it very hard to contemplate right now this current team how any coach actually will convince the current players to do uh to play a high pressing style especially when you look at marco royce i don't think he has the legs anymore to play the kind of football he used to play under Lucien Favre at Gladbach and then Jürgen Klopp and then later. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think Julian Brandt definitely has motivational issues, but uh, he is supposedly a building block too in, in that midfield. Um, obviously, Bellingham, uh, Delaney and, and such, uh, they can do that. Um, I don't know who will be uh, a more advanced in attacking because... Uh, Things did break down previously, if if people do remember uh, under Peter Bosch, for example, who wanted to play such a mm. system. But, uh, you know, it, I think it already started with Aubameyang, who didn't quite buy into the uh, we want to press as high as possible system and the running that uh, uh, was, uh, you know, required. So, um, yeah, that's sort of interesting whether Dortmund will be, quote unquote, uncoachable in the future. So, um Lars, obviously, right now, uh, Marco Rosso is uh, being described as the uh, latest hot shit on the market, if you will. But uh, do, you, <laughs> do you think he'll uh, he's he's making a mistake going to Dortmund and uh, all the upheaval that's uh, going on and uh, will go on that he might actually ruin his name because uh, there's also a very good chance that uh, he will horribly crash and burn. Uh, I'm not sure I agree that there's a very good chance that he will horribly crash and burn, Stefan. Um, I mean, after all uh, is said and done, we're still talking about Dortmund, who have so much uh, also financial firepower. I mean, if they lose Sancho in Holland, yeah, they lose two very important players, but they also have no issues whatsoever anymore with, uh, you know, COVID losses for one season and will have enough of a war chest to uh, buy players who will buy into the idea that uh, Rose will sell them. So I'm not too worried in that regard for him. I think he definitely sees this as a chance uh, to improve his name. And I would uh, assume that uh, he sees Dortmund just the way uh, most players see Dortmund as a stepping stone towards even greener pastures. So for him, I would assume that might mean, uh, you know, a big uh, Premier League club going forward because I think his style just kind of suits the intensity of English football. I, I can't really see him, uh, you know, let's say at Paris or in, in, in Spain or whatever. So uh, the thing is, obviously, uh, coming to Dortmund when there's going to be a lot of upheaval, uh, yeah, there's a chance it doesn't really work out. But I mean, you mentioned Peter Bosch a minute ago and he fell quite softly at Leverkusen where <laughs> he has a lot of stability isn't you know playing too uh, far below Dortmund, uh, you know, European football. And uh, they they were in a cup final too. So, I mean, uh, if, if Rose crashes and burns, it's not like he uh, has to go uh, hide in the third division of uh, Switzerland's football. But, you know, he will uh, get the, I don't know, Hertha BSC job or whatever. Uh, so something in Germany, which is still uh, a place where people know that Dortmund is a uh, quite difficult club for newcomers at times and but but I don't I don't think it's necessary for us to paint such a bleak picture. I think 
for for one day, if nothing else, we can uh, rejoice in the fact that a very highly rated manager has chosen to join Dortmund in a very difficult moment. And I think that also speaks to as much as we like to dunk on them uh, uh, in this uh, time and moment. I think this speaks to, uh, you know, the draw that Dortmund still has. Yeah, I mean, if uh, the reports of Wunderlichen are true, that means uh, Borussia Dortmund had already been in talks with Rose uh, before they sacked Favre. So, uh, I mean, they, I mean, they they want they they were interested in him in in 2018. Yes. I mean, uh, if if uh, things had worked hadn't worked out with Favre, which obviously was also uh, their interest in 2017. I mean, we might be talking about Rose going into year four of his uh, glorious Dortmund tenure. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Um, that that's right. So Marco Rosa obviously uh, has a Jurgen Klopp connection uh, because he played under him at Mainz. He was one of the Aufstiegshelden, uh, the uh, Mainz team that got promoted uh, to the Bundesliga in what was it the third or fourth attempt or something like that. Um, so obviously uh, they know each other very well. Um, but uh, he will bring with him two assistant managers with Alexander Zickler as he calls him, Zico. I think Zickler, most people still know from his uh, Bundesliga career uh, at, at Bayern Munich when he won the Champions League with them. And obviously, uh, René Maric, who people do know from Spielverlagerung, uh, if anything else. Jasmine, what, can you tell us about these two characters and uh, maybe uh, the overall coaching team, if, if you will? Uh, how did they uh, transform, if anything, uh, the uh, atmosphere at Gladbach uh, at the back of uh, Dieter Hacking? I mean, I think most people are well-known with, or hopefully are well-known with Rhodes' coaching team. It's quite, I think it's kind of made Gladbach what it is at the moment. Um, I know they've had some of their troubles recently and they were a little bit more in inconsistent compared to last year. But that team around Rosa, it makes it a close-knit, quite a, f a familiar family kind of feeling when it comes to coaching. And it's really elevated that squad with the players. The players are very happy uh, around them. Um, what I do know is that the timing of this, um, this announcement of Rosa going to... Dortmund has come as a bit of a shock and I don't think I don't think either party were was about to announce it anytime really until everything was done so there were still a few things up in the air when it comes to uh, the coaching team around them I I expect everyone to move to Dortmund but I think there will be coaching staff that may stay or may look at other options. Um, just, but they, away from Sport One's report about um, all the coaching staff going, uh, I don't think believe that is done at the moment. It was kind of manager takes staff with him to other club. It's not really a story, but. Um, I think it's only Rosa that's actually been confirmed. So coaching staff is yet to be actually 
um, actually signed, done for the uh, new season. So, um, but if Marco Rosa gets all his men that he wants from Gladbach, I think that will suit Dortmund better than leaving some characters out. Um, as I said, it's a close-knit team, uh, coaching team, and it, they've got quite a family role to it. Um, however, there is a question on my side, and not to be overtly critical, that they don't have the same experience managing star players um, in the same way you have at Dortmund. So that's the if their style of coaching would work at Dortmund um, is a question mark for me. It, it still could, and I like the way that they coach and train. But if it would work, that's a different question. Yeah, I mean, Rose is only 44 years old, right? Uh, he has been uh, around for, for a bit, but uh, it's not like he has been uh, a well-established coach for like two decades. Rene Maric, I think, is uh, not even 30 years old. Um, no, he's younger than me, which is um, quite embarrassing. <laughs> what were you doing at under 30? Well, I was, you know moving countries and just playing in bands no someone some people are in the round of 16 like where has my life gone well best not mention yusuf amokoko then uh <laughs> <laughs> but last what does it mean for the future of Eden Tessic, of course, we need to briefly cover that because he obviously is not tasked with uh, landing the plane, so to speak. But after that, if uh, Rose indeed brings his uh, assistant coaches with him and Sport1 indeed did say that it was his express expressed wish to do so, uh, do you think Tessic will then be uh, uh, sort of returning to the uh, second or third row of coaching assi uh, assistant coaches at Dortmund or do you think he'll try to get a new head coaching so job or uh, assistant coach job elsewhere? I mean, most uh, outlets are reporting that Dortmund want him to stay in some capacity. Uh, I always think it's a bit problematic for clubs to have their own uh, assistant coaches uh, woven into uh, incoming teams. I mean, in, in Terzic's case, it was a bit different because he came to Dortmund at the same time as Favre and Manfred Stefes, but I mean, still, uh, they were sacked. He's uh, still here and, you know, people are talking about him like he had no uh, influence whatsoever <laughs> over uh, why Favre and Stefes were sacked. I mean, if you talk to Mats Hummels, you wouldn't know that Edin Terzic was even their assistant coach uh, because apparently uh, he, he does everything so much better than the same team he was a part of uh, and, uh, and, you know, a one-third part of uh, like two months ago. So I think it, it might be a bit of a tough sell for uh, Dortmund to tell Rose to take in a, an assistant head coach that he quite obviously doesn't really need because he has two uh, high-level assistants, which, you know, most coaches only have their one guy and, and maybe a second. Uh, in, in this case, they would have three. So... I don't know if, if they can dedicate uh, one of them. I think Zickler does uh, some set-piece work and some striker work at Gladbach, so maybe they can kind of go with more specialized roles. But I think ultimately, if it were up to me, I would probably 
keep Terzic in a different capacity. I mean, they might need, uh, you know, a new uh, head coach for the youth departments or whatever. They might need a new under-19 coach at, at some point, even though Mike Tolberg has uh, extended his contract. I think Enrico Maaßen is not going to stick around as their second team coach for too long. So I think it might make sense to keep Terzic around in some capacity, but uh, would find it hard to... Uh, see him be part of Rose's coaching staff I think that's that, that's always a bit icky to me and uh, I mean for Terzic himself I don't really think he's done enough to warrant consideration for you know a high level head coaching job in, in Germany I mean depending on how these next uh, 13 Bundesliga games plus at least three cup competition games go Obviously, he he might uh, you know make a name for himself and and be a candidate. I don't know where. I I mean, obviously, Gladbach are not going to take him. Maybe Gladbach take Florian Kofeld out of Bremen, and then there's an opening. But still, I mean, Terzic, uh, not a household name in Germany. I think, given how the games so far have gone, he might be a tough sell on uh, a, a different club at the highest level too. So I think. For all parties involved, it might make sense to stick around at Dortmund for Terzic, but the exact role to me would have to be specified. Well, I mean, if the uh, promised turnaround comes under Terzic, uh, as someone said, that uh, they're training so hard on the training ground that it eventually will translate to on-field success, um, we'll just have to wait and see, I guess. Um, then obviously it will be an easier sell for him if uh, if he uh, manages to be successful, even maybe... Uh, beats his successor in the German Cup. Obviously, uh, that's uh, uh, a game that will be endlessly hyped, uh, the uh, quarterfinal between Dortmund and Gladbach. Um, but yeah, uh, Jasmine, lastly, I'll, I'll just ask, uh, what are you hoping for uh, Gladbach now? Who do you think uh, they should target as a replacement and uh, potentially even do a better job than Rose did? Oh, that's a philosophy 101 question right there. Um, I all the it all honestly depends because there's so much riding on the next month. I think for Gladbach, and that will dictate probably where they will end in the league. And I've seen some names being thrown about. I've seen um, Florian Kofeld from Werder Bremen, and I. Th as much as I like what he's doing with Bremen right now, I don't think, I think it's too far of a jump because he's been at Bremen through and through to suddenly go to maybe a Europa League club in um, uh, in Germany might be too much of a step up all of a sudden. Um, Jesse Marsh, I think, would be a good replacement. Um, he's obviously got European experience. He's done well with Salzburg. Um, he has good principles and I think could fit in really well. Um, I guess Adi Hutter's also been doing really well with Eintracht Frankfurt, but I don't think Gladbach are strong enough to prize him from Frankfurt at the moment. Um also depends on where they end up. I honestly am excited for Frankfurt and I think they will make Champions League because they've been an, in such an incredible run, consistent run, 
so to try and prize Adi Kutta from somewhere. So at the moment, and and looking outside of Germany, maybe um, Andre Villas-Bosch is if he's still got some of his German language skills still. So between, I would me personally, I would like to see Jesse Marshall AVB. Ah, fair enough. Uh, I want to thank you very much. Uh, please tell our listeners how to get in touch with you on Twitter. Um, yeah, I'm underscore Jasmine Barber on Twitter, where I do pieces for Now Spielverlagerung or my Medium page. Very nice. Lars, how can people find you? <laughs> well, first of all, uh, I want to uh, advise Max Eberl to sign uh, Ole Werner, the head coach of Holstein Kiel, and people can follow me <laughs> on Twitter at Lars Pollmann. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm sure the uh, consultant fee is uh, uh, the check is in the mail for you, Lars. There, uh, when uh, <laughs> when uh, he makes the uh, move from Kiel to Gladbach, uh, you can follow me at Stefan Busko. You can follow all of us on Twitter and Facebook at Yellow Wallpot. If you want to subscribe to the show, please do that via iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, or our YouTube channel. And of course, I'm at least back tomorrow with another preview and of course we still have to discuss that two all was it two all draw against Hoffenheim yes uh <laughs> almost forgot the scoreline there because ugh. who wants to remember that game uh anyway so uh yeah Dortmund already play uh against Sevilla on Wednesday so we'll have to preview preview that until then as always thank you for listening and uh, I'm sure we will uh, get plenty more chances to discuss uh Marco Rose and uh, what he means and brings to Borussia Dortmund in the future. Until then, goodbye.